Hello and welcome to episode two of our Witches Tea Party. Um, we have host Amanda Fisher, who is moi, a tantric witch, and Ellen Serena, the wealth shaman, on all things wonderfully witchy and woman. Okay. How cool. are you, Ellen? <laughs> Good, thanks, goddess. How are you? <laughs> I'm losing my hair rapidly. It's falling out, <laughs> turning grey. <laughs> So have you got the witch's hat handy there? And uh, I do, I do. Can you hear the rustling? Yeah, beautiful. That's our witch's hat with all of our topics. It's my baseball cap, yeah, because we are modern witches. So, um, yeah, so I'll pick out a topic now then, shall I? I'll close my eyes. And I've got my headset plugged in. I don't know if you can hear me any better or whether it's still going through the main microphone. can hear you loud. Okay, right, this is the one I'm feeling. This is it. This is, ooh, masculine <laughs> and feminine energy. Ah. <laughs> Classic. Do you want to start? Ah, okay. So I think what's coming through, what I'm channeling through around this topic is a lot of us women live very heavily in our masculine energy. So I think just to summar summarize what, if you, if you don't really know what masculine or feminine energy is, is that all of us men and women alike, we all have the feminine masculine energy and our masculine energy is our doing energy. It's our action energy. It's basically like, let's get shit done. It's also our energy of safety and security and support that ultimately supports your divine feminine energy. And your divine feminine energy is your energy of creativity, sensuality, sexuality, receiving, um, playfulness. Um, she's kind of like, you know, the creatrix that, you know, births new things. And the masculine energy is to kind of support her creativity and her flow. It's like a teacher taught me once. She said, it's like the masculine energy is like, the banks of the river that support the flow of the divine feminine's water, like her flow of creativity, mm. if that makes sense. So what's happened in our culture and our society is that as over the thousands of years, we've ended up in a really heavy patriarchal, masculine, ego, logical mind oriented system is we've suppressed our feminine energy. And when the masculine and feminine are out of balance and we're too much in our masculine, that's when we learn lean into patterns and habits of overworking, working too hard, hustling, grinding, forcing, pushing, controlling, um, you know, all of that. And as women, um, and I know in my female lineage as well, we've been big suckers for this. You know, women, are, we are cyclic. We have our connection to the moon. We're not fucking dudes, but we've been conditioned to be like we have to be like men, you know, in our business. We have to be go, go, go all the time. We have to be do, 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 do all the time. Um, you know, we burn out, we suffer, we struggle. And that's our inner being warning us, saying, beloved one, your masculine energy is, you know, running the show too much here and you've got to come back into your feminine. So your masculine's like you're giving and your feminine's you're receiving. So just as you inhale, that's your receiving energy of the feminine. And as you exhale, that's the masculine. So if you're, if you breathe out too much, you'll end up dead or exhausted and whatever. So it's that same principle, just as you give, you need to allow yourself to receive. So just as you work, you also need time for rest and nurturing. But a lot of us women in particular feel a lot of guilt and shame around just doing nothing, resting <laughs> and receiving, um, you know, we have a hard time with that. So I think, you know, what would be a really nice topic I think that's coming through is like, you know, healing that masculine imbalance with the feminine, if that makes sense, Amanda. And what's your take on it? <laughs> yeah, oh, this is right up my street with tantric work. 
And I was just this morning, I had a client this morning and we were talking about this because she brings in elements. Oh, I won't go too much into it, but um, it's uh, Chinese philosophy. It's looking at this yang metal uh, wood um, qualities, depending on when, what time we were born and the planets. And um, that can give you more masculine qualities. And we're both, me and her, both very driven by masculine energy. And she's on exhaustion. She's got adrenal fatigue her gut health is not operating and she's like hooked on caffeine. And I was yeah. like, you just need to rest. That's honestly the only answer. And to give yourself permission to rest because we like to be in the go-go masculine energy. We love to push. We love to say, yeah, 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 yeah. Pow, pow, productivity. Um, and it's like, but you have to surrender and honor that we are not robots and we have those cycles and those waves and we need to, Actually, she's got a business partner that's gone away. And I've said, this is your chance <laughs> to not be driven and pushed and just go, hey, I'm just going to rest and recover. And I said, get off that caffeine. Just drink water when you're thirsty. Eat food when you're hungry and then sleep. Like let yourself be tired because when you're forcing yourself out, that's when you get these diseases. You get adrenal fatigue, chronic fatigue. I've been there. It's happened to me. Um so if we can understand our masculine and feminine energies within ourselves as humans, we can actually lead a more productive life and say, this is the time. So like our moon cycles, this is a time we need to go into my rest mode. This is the time where I'm in my productivity mode. And then we can relate that to our families and then we can work in harmony and our relationships become better. And like it, it all makes sense when you look at it holistically, the, the earth with our seasons, we're in rhythms. Um, and just as a quick aside, talking about in Australia, we're going into autumn and we've changed because we're both into this shiatsu Eastern um, uh, wisdom. We need to change our diet now because the cold weather means we want to eat and drink hot foods. But we've still got salad in the fridge because we've had some humidity days. <laughs> so it messes with us. And that's why everyone gets a cold in, in between seasons. And I'm rarely ever sick anymore because... Mm without you know being you know patting my back too much i nailed it because you go up oh, it's coming into autumn got to change my diet got to eat with the seasons got to get some rest in it's autumn it's surrender it's letting go um summer has been that playful time where you push um and it takes a lot of practice to really <laughs> when you've been pushed into one way for so long it's hard to get the other way mm. so yeah um it is oh. very much. And I think what you mentioned as well, just about like the cycles of nature. So for women in particular, you know, we're cyclic and that means that um, our moves, we actually have four women um, in our in our womb space and we have the masculine aspect of our cycle and the feminine aspect of our cycle. So, um, you know, when you start to chart your moon cycle, so you start, I think one of the exercises I teach my clients is get a journal and for the next three months every day record the date, the moon phase, um, you know, how you're feeling and what you'll start to notice is over those three, and you can get like a moon app off, you know, on your phone and stuff that tells you what the phase of that moon is that day um, for free. And then what you start to do is you start tracking that and you'll start to notice a pattern and you'll start to notice in your cycle when you feel really energized and when you feel like, 
you just want to lose your shit and just have the whole world fuck off and leave you alone. <laughs> so that's your, so we both have the feminine and masculine. So even if you look at the, the cycles and the aspects of our earth and our universe, you know, the grandmother moon is the feminine, the sun is the masculine, you know, we have day and night and the feminine is the darkness. She's the unseen, she's the, the mysterious. And then you have the masculine, which is the bright sun, the energy that, you know, gives life to things. So it's like when we're in our feminine energy, we're in that creative resting phase. And that's when we get inspiration and ideas that we then take action on with our masculine energy. But if we're too much in our masculine and we're forcing, pushing, controlling, what that tends to happen is we then start trying to control things outside of us. Um, we start trying to get things from outside of us as opposed to creating them within us first and then taking inspired action to manifest it, if that makes sense. So as a woman and as a witch, I really encourage all women to start charting their cycle and you'll start to notice that in your womb space, you've got four women, um, you've got the magical maiden, the queen, and that's your masculine time. That's the time when you want to get shit done. Um, that's mm. time when you feel sexy and horny and you want to have a lot of sex time, living with yourself or a partner. <laughs> <laughs> Always horny. <laughs> 24 7. And then you have that's your. Not um, <laughs> love it. And that's that's your that's your active masculine time. And then you'll find your other two archetypes in your moon cycle are your wild woman and your crone. So your crone time is your bleed time. Um, and that's your time when you actually the, the the veil thins between realms and you actually have higher access to divine consciousness. That's why in the old times women used to go to red tents when they bled because because they access divine mm. wisdom and guidance. So that's your feminine time. And also that time just before you bleed, you have your wild woman phase and she's that part of you that it feels really shitty and irritable and wants everyone to fuck off and everyone annoys her. And mainstream ma masculine society has labelled her as, you know, PMS crazy lady, but she's actually mm -hmm. your wild She's bringing up all of your shit that you haven't acknowledged, healed and released so that you can, so when you go into your bleed time, then you've got um, clear space to create new things, if that makes sense. So you have the feminine and the masculine polarities of your cycle. You have the feminine and masculine polarities, you know, the sun and the moon and Mother Earth and her rhythms. It's all around us. And it's actually God is made up of the feminine and the masculine energies. And as mm. you were just saying before, Amanda, when you balance your inner masculine and your inner feminine energies, that's when you connect to the divinity of God within you, okay, mm. those two is a balance like one cannot be without the other and it's even like with our partners you know when we have that intimate connection with a man or even woman woman and man and man there's that dynamic of masculine feminine playing out mm. you'll often find in that dynamic there'll be one more masculine than the other you know and that's god godding <laughs> you know yeah. it's like playing and creating it's all there it's quite interesting definitely and and from personal experience uh, the men that i've have been had successful relationships with They've, they've actually had more feminine energy, which then gives permission for me to express my masculine energy. And I never appreciated or understood or saw that before because when I've attracted in um, men with too overwhelming masculinity, I'm this like little woman all the time and I'm not able to express my real power and say, hey, I want to go and watch the NRL and shout and drink and be like, hey, you know. <laughs> um that's my masculine by the way um <laughs> and and yeah and the, the i think the real key is understanding and for men to really embrace that they have masculine and feminine 
energy yeah. within themselves and that if they can understand how to balance that and that it's okay and acceptable and healthy to have that feminine energy within them, they don't have to be a man's man all the time, a guy, you know, rah, don't talk about stuff and that's the toxicity, that's out of balance. Yeah. <laughs> and, we can't connect, and we can't connect to them. Um, you know, I think... I was going to mention societies where that's very dominant, you know, it's like women are women and we're not allowed to lift up a suitcase um, and men are the providers and that's the way society works. And you think, well, on the outside, that's a pretty good model. But what about when, yeah, like us wild women, us Western women, and we have tattoos and ripped jeans. And I remember meeting a boyfriend's mum. She was, she was Croatian. And I turned up, I've got bleach blonde hair, tattoos, ripped jeans. And she just took one look at me and went, you're not going to marry my son because that, that I was not feminine enough for her. I was a threat. I was too wild. Uh, rock and roll. And he thought, well, but, but they've got to express who you are. That's what the work I do. Beautiful. That's a, have you read the, the book? It's, um, I think we've, I think we've both maybe read it and it's that beautiful book. Um, women who run with wolves. Yes. Um, yeah, and she talks about that whole, like, you know, you're just mentioning um, your boyfriend's mother, you know, that kind of suppressed feminine, like, don't be too wild, don't be too outspoken. And there's one story in that book that it, when you mention that brings to my memory where she talks about a woman who um, before she was married, you know, she was quite wild, quite creative. And then because of society's pressures and expectations of her, she conformed, got married, moved out to a rural property, had kids and um, suffered with such severe depression that one afternoon she cleaned the house, got a shotgun and blew her head off. And um, she was using that analogy that if you don't allow your wild woman and the truth and authenticity of your creativity to be fully expressed and you suppress it, and it's the same with men with their emotions. If you suppress it, it's then going to manifest as, you know, illness or disease or depression or anxiety or struggle, you know, because we're not allowing that energy to flow. And because the divinity within you wants full expression, it wants its full masculine expression, its full feminine expression. And yeah. it's even the same goes that if you're too feminine and you suppress your masculine, um, then that's when we can kind of become a little bit, um, we don't have solid boundaries, we can kind of be all over the shop, there's no consistency. Um, so the both need to kind of be in harmony with each other to have a fully integrated, you know, sense of inner power and purpose and pleasure and whatever it is, if that makes sense. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I'm just channeling, I'm just blaring what's coming through. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And and there's so much to say about it, um, especially when it comes to our, our sexuality and saying and expressing it. And I just wanted to say, um, I can't pronounce that. There's too many um, consonants in that name. With the stu studio, we're talking about masculine and feminine energy um, and what that means when it's residing within us and how we see it in nature and nature cycles and how we can work in harmony with that. Um but yeah, the, the stigma and the, the societal, like you look at the 50s and you've got to be a pretty woman with a tiny waist and wear your makeup when your man comes home. Like, oh, I, I would have blown my head off with a shotgun, honestly. Um, I, it's, it's so, and it's even just, it's taken me a long time on my journey personally just to get to this stage and say, I'm not afraid to express both energies and to acknowledge that and to accept it within myself and celebrate both you know and say hey I'm gonna wear a really nice dress today and my son he 
because I don't usually wear dresses, I'm, 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 a, I'm a jeans kind of girl. Um, my, my son, he's two and a half, and he says, oh, you're wearing, I like your dress, mummy. And, and it's like, oh, and I feel so, it's so nice to be in my femininity. And I wouldn't want to be with anyone who would make me feel ashamed of that. But then those days where I'm really masculine, I've got my baseball cap on and, you know, I'm just feeling pumped and strong and, you know, like, you know, just more masculine charged, that's where usually I have arguments with a boyfriend or, you know, and <laughs> hence the bisexuality there. <laughs> because it's like, you know, there's two polar opposites and we're not, this is not stuff we're taught. We do not have Hogwarts. Um, unfortunately, yeah. if only there was a real life witch school, I said, right, you can create one. Yeah, everybody, we joke about it with, um, we're going to get on the show, um, Priestess, Priestess Alessandra, because she is um, uh, a witch that she's teaching and training up real um, uh, witches. Um, yeah, she really wants to, to start one on a serious, serious note, because we if we can understand this, this can improve our health, not just relationships. It's fundamental to everything. There's a beautiful, I don't know if you've heard of her, Dr. Danielle, um, her surname skips me, but she's actually a fully qualified um, general practitioner, but she's also an outspoken and fully embodied witch. And she now runs, she's up in Brisbane, I believe, and she actually has started running a little witch school for girls and boys, like to really harness their... um, inner medicine and creativity and healing the feminine masculine and stuff and what's been really interesting about her story is that she has you know she's worked quite a long time in the mainstream medical systems in the patriarchal constructs of our hospital systems and all the rest of it and she broke out of her spiritual closet and is bringing the feminine aspect of medicine which is the wild woman the witch you know the healer into the mainstream and it's been really interesting so she she is unapologetic she goes to full-on um, sterile hospital corporate um, functions, wearing her wild hair mm. out, her big witchy earrings, her big fur coat. Mm. Like she's just, I'm like, oh, good on her. Like she's, Amazing. and now she's actually finding a lot of um, nurses and mainstream medical practitioners coming to her to, you know, heal. And because I think, you know, even in, you look at our hospital systems and our healing modalities, it's very much in the masculine mm. energy. It's these long hours, work hard, force, push, struggle. You know, there's no kind of, I think our Western modern medicine is great in the sense that it treats the immediate um, emergency or issue, but it doesn't take into account the holistic and the bigger picture. And I think that's when both kind of all these different modalities of healing can come together to work together to support the person holistically as opposed to, yeah, you know, just put mm. a band out, which is very much our Western patriarchal masculine system. I don't know where that's come from, but, yeah, blah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and and should we, if we would just kind of like regress because I know we're, we're on this like, you know, crazy esoteric level there and uh, we've, we might use a different language sometimes. Just to explain what we need, we mean by masculine and feminine energy. If I, if I've sort of related it to how I feel inside. So, um, I don't know. I would. I've always depicted feminine energy as a weaker energy, with which is completely wrong. Um, and I, so I've, I've, I've learned to translate it like a yin and yang. So they're, they're completely equal. But for me, the feminine, for me, it feels like when I'm being more vulnerable, when I'm being open, I want to communicate. 
I'm softer. I have more gentle, nurturing qualities. I want to do some cooking, uh, maybe get in the garden, um, just rest, reading, like you say, um, just going inwards a little bit. Um, and that's certainly true for um, uh, the tantra world where we're looking at relationships on a in, like intimacy and how you connect. So women protrude the world with our breasts and then we receive, um, you know, through our womb, which goes back to what you were saying about the breath. And men are the other way around. Their heart center is where they're receiving and then they protrude, obviously, we know how they protrude. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I get too excited if I talk too much about it. But yeah, and, and, and um, so that masculine energy, and I know, again, I think I always relate things personally. I hope it just helps listeners um, on, on that scale. Um, is when I, my mum was a single parent, and I kind of stepped into my role of being protector. I was like, I will look after my mum. And I think that's where it stems from for me. It's like, right, I'm gonna go, I'm my, I've got to be in my masculine role in order to make sure no one hurts my mum, you know? Um, but that's the push, it's the drive, it's going for a run rather than going for a walk. It's um, working really hard, staying up late. It's that push, push, push. And they're both equally important, mm-hmm. but they, like you say, they need to be in balance and, um, when we become imbalanced that's when things can can happen is is that a good could yeah, you want to answer that description of masculine and feminine yeah absolutely and i think like going back to i mean what you explained is beautiful and i think going back to what we mentioned in the beginning of the show is charting your own moon cycle so getting that journal for three months and every day like we were saying write down date the phase of the moon and how you're feeling and you'll start to notice your feminine and masculine patterns so, you know, you'll find that at certain phases of the moon cycle, you will feel like exactly what you were just saying, you know, soft, feminine, nurturing, a sense of needing to just withdraw from the world. And then you'll find other phases of the moon, you'll feel like, I just want to get shit done. And the beautiful mm. thing, you can understand your own cyclic pattern and your dance with the masculine and feminine, you can actually then start to... Um, schedule your months in advance so then you know okay at this phase of the moon that's when I've got a lot of energy I just want to get shit done you know I can have lots of great sex with my husband let him know because this can also heal your relationship with your partner if they can understand because unfortunately for your partner (laughs) and this is what men need to understand as well even if you're in a same-sex relationship by the way is that they're actually living with four different types of women every month. <laughs> so <laughs> you're going to have, that's why like, you know, where they're like, I don't understand, you know, you, you were wanting sex last week and this week you're biting my head off. And so when you can start to really heal, like Lisa Lister's books on Witch and um, Code Red, I highly recommend her books because she teaches in very deep detail how to start harnessing your moon cycle and healing your relationship as well with your partner and your family so they understand. So I tell my family now when I'm, on, mm-hmm. when I'm in my wild woman phase, I am a bitch. And I'm like, I want everyone to get the fuck out of my way. I'm angry. I'm irritable. In my head, I go to the shops and I'm like, I should not be out here because in my head, I'm like, everyone's a cunt. I fucking hate everyone. Get out of my fucking way. I'm just in a rage. I've I've, I've told people in the past, just move out. Move out for the week, please. It was save us both calm. Just move out for a week. I'll see you on the other side. I'll be normal again. 
And that's how Wild Woman phase. And when we can learn to dance with her and work with her, she can be very liberating and very healing. And um, and then you can let people know around you with love, you know, just say, look, guys, I'm in my Wild Woman phase in my cycle and I'm just really irritable. I'm just going to lock myself. And they're like, okay, no worries. Or then when I'm in my bleed mm-hmm. phase, I, would, I don't work now when I'm in my bleed phase. I literally go into my cave and I tell the world to fuck off and I bleed for like between three to five days and that's my time when I sit with my journal I go into my red tent and I talk to God and it's like I channel guidance on what to create for the next cycle I channel guidance and inspiration on you know what to change or heal or release or you know I have this like it it creates a very deeper relationship with the divine and also with my masculine feminine energy so I'm very passionate about teaching people to really start become aware of your own cycle and start to harness that and then you'll find that you will start to heal your imbalance with your masculine and feminine you know you'll start yeah. to go okay yeah sorry to interrupt and how do we how does that relate or translate onto men as well do you think that because they we we can joke sometimes like they're having their man their man period yeah. do you think that men are just that they they're just as affected by the moon and by cycles not maybe as on a on a uh on an equal scale but they still have those rhythms where they're like hey i just need to go into my man cave and be alone with myself and and they're expected to just keep working and working and do and do and i've known someone i've i've loved someone so deeply and gone man you do not rest like and and he's so feminine he's got these gorgeous feminine qualities um but he can't talk to guys because he has to be a man's man when he talks to a guy, you know. <laughs> he can only talk to women because he's got a great relationship with his mum. Mm. And, yeah, he just is such a lovely, amazing human being. And he, that femininity is not honoured. I yeah. see it. I feel it. But it's not honoured. And, and it's translated into being a real passive pushover because he's such a nice guy. Mm. Um, and it's toxic in both directions you know it's like he's either he's too in his masculine his go 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 push 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 and the feminine is never heard um but it's only expressed by being too passive and yeah yeah. beautiful example because i think that's thing like i remember a couple of years ago and i I think it's actually a good reminder for me to do this because i wanted to experiment on the men in my life and get them to chart their moon cycle because i was i had the same question i'm like well, you know, we're all cyclic, you know, we're all connected to Mother Nature's rhythms, you know, regardless of your sex or orientation, whatever, we are all mother, we're all cells within Mother Earth's body, okay, and she loves and supports us unconditionally. Our bodies are made up of her elements, so fire, air, we're earth, water, and space, and so we are not separate from her. We are deeply, deeply connected to her and her unconditional love and support for us, and it's like when we heal our relationship with our masculine and feminine, we're also healing our relationship with Mother Earth, Mother God, you know, and coming back into an alignment and harmony and I think you know I'd, I'd love to actually find because I had a couple of guys that were like yeah you can chart my moon cycle but it was very it ended up I kind of got to think about five days in and then they were just very hard to get a hold of because I was so <laughs> fucking busy and I was like oh okay so I may only need to manifest like a, um, a guinea pig um, a guy that would like to just you know, work mm. with me to chart for three months, you know, every day how he feels the moon phase because I feel intuitively that, yeah, I think they would. And it was interesting when I was waking up to like even the womb space and the power down there. And I've since learned that the womb space, the holy hurrah, it's not just a physical womb that's like a woman's womb. It's mm. our seat of our subconscious mind. It's our, it's where the soil of what we plant grows. And I learned that men and women both have a holy hurrah space. 
Yes. And it's my body. And it was really interesting because then I was on this um, healing retreat in Bali a couple of years ago and I was speaking about this, about the womb, the holy womb space in both men and women, that subconscious mind, that the feminine, the masculine, all the rest of it. And she shut me down and she said, men don't have a womb space. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I'm not talking because obviously when you say womb, people think the yeah. ovary, you know, babies and shit. And I'm yeah. like, no, I'm like, it's, it's, we're talking about the energetic portal. And I remember at the time this book came through called um, The Holy Womb. I might even put it in the show notes as well, just the books we've mentioned yeah. today help people and it was written by a man and a woman really talking about healing the womb space in both men and women it's a very beautiful book I think it's called womb awakening it's by and, a doctor and that's, a, and that's the thing when I talk about womb healing with my clients it's if you had a hysterectomy like it's the space it's that your power center it, it's like you know where you put the engine of a car it doesn't matter what engine it is or what type of engine it is that's where the engine goes it doesn't matter if the engine's been ripped out that's where the engine goes. That is the space we're talking about, which drives the rest of the car. hope that's a good analogy. Um, analogy. I love it. I think it's great because that's what I found when my feminine energy started to wake back up again. She wanted me to really reclaim my womb space. And when I, and when I worked with clients, I kept finding that I was channeling healings to go into the womb space. And from that process, I learned, oh, what I'm actually doing is we're going right deep into the seat of the subconscious primordial mind. And, you know, and I found that by going into the womb space, you're able to target directly any unresolved wounds and issues, not just from this life, but past lives collective and from the family lineage and pull it out at the root level. So it's like um, spirit kind of showed me once that your womb space is the seat of the subconscious mind. That's where our body grows out of. And our body, our entire body, so the, our physical body is the subconscious mind. So anytime you're working with the sensations on the body and mm. healing through the body, you're working with the subconscious mind. But it's like they kind of showed me the analogy, and I think science was talking about this as well, is that some of the first things that are created in uh, in the uh, the baby is the womb space and yes, heart. Yeah, and then it's like you, you grow out from that. So if you can see it, that your womb space is like the soil of your inner garden of creation and things grow in that, you know, your dreams, your desires. And when you start to harness that power down there, you can consciously and confidently create the life and wealth that you desire, you know, in an yes. intense life with your purpose and your truth and your gifts. Um, but when that's suppressed and it's ignored and it's humiliated and degraded, um, you know, we can shut that power centre off. And, and that's, that relates directly into the chakra work that I do, the base chakra. It's actually where we receive. Because when I started, oh, I've been spiritual for so long now. Um, but I think the the misconception right at the beginning of a spiritual journey is, you know, you've got your base chakra, which is at the bottom, like a pyramid, like at the bottom of the pyramid, the bum, that's where we're sitting on, right? And then you'll have your gorgeous crown chakra with all this beautiful light coming out. And that's that's where we are um that's that's where we attain to that's that's where we've got to get to but actually in tantra it's taught me no actually we open the third eye so we would tap on the third eye to open that but actually the rebalancing of the chakras we receive the world through that base chakra that's actually our powerhouse through that womb space that's where our energy draws up from mother nature from mother guy that's where we're grounding so it's receiving and giving, it's that um, reciprocal. And then you work up through the chakras. And yeah, I that it's taken such a, well, like 30 odd years to go, oh, that makes more sense to me. 
And when we're saying about, you know, we're receiving life and giving life, that's where we're birthing. And especially on, I wanted to mention two things. One was a shamanic room healing circle I went to because that popped in my mind. Um, But it's like, I think I feel like we're talking about growing pains and birthing pains. And when we're on the spiritual journey and people are like, oh, I want to do it. I'm a bit scared. It's, you know, when we're giving birth vaginally and the baby's head goes in and out quite a long time. We think he just, he just pushes out, but it kind of goes out and it goes, oh, no, it gets sucked back in. And then we have to push a bit harder and it comes up. And that's definitely my process. I'm at that time like, oh, I'm ready to come through. I'm not really ready. I'm going back in. I want to go back into my safe space. He's like, no, I'm going to be birthed. Like, ah! I know it always gets the hardest before the dawn, like the breakthrough. And it's um, interesting yeah. when you're just mentioning about the womb, what was coming through as well is, you know, tying it back to the feminine masculine in, in your womb space as well um on the right side of your womb space represents the masculine and on the mm-hmm. left side of your womb space represents the feminine and so if you work start to work with the energy of your womb space and you go into those certain areas you'll find on the right side of your womb you can be holding a lot of um shit from your father and the masculine lineage that's unresolved um and, and same with like on the left side with your feminine and obviously because my work involves working around wealth, creation and money and abundance, it's really interesting when I've gone down into people's subconscious into the right side of their womb space, um, you know, there's this, a lot of women in particular carry a lot of wounding from their father, believing that I have to work hard, prove myself worthy um, to have money or success or abundance or whatever it is. And it's really fascinating. And then on the feminine side, um, it tends to be this wounding that, um, you know, don't, don't be too bright, don't be, you know, too loud, um, you know, and share your gifts or anything like that because people might think you're a little bit fucking nuts. And <laughs> so it's been really interesting to see that when you go into your womb space, how that feminine masculine polarities even play out down there as well. Yes, oh. and and um, how it um, oh, I've lost the word now. Um, is it say plays out in the physical body? Um, where you can have things wrong with your body physically, physical pain, and it's always on your right hip or your left arm or something, and that relates back to the masculine and feminine. Um, yeah. And sorry, what were you going to say? Oh, no, no, I was just agreeing with you. Yeah, it's like you kind of, because I remember one time when I, especially when I became pregnant with my son, I had huge pain all through the left side of my body and down in the lower part of my, and when I went into it, it was like, because, you know, I have a lot of massive trauma on the feminine side of my family, like war trauma, violence, abuse, alcoholism, you name it. We've got, we've got it. We've listed it, ticked off the boxes on shit. Um, <laughs> but it was like, even when I went to see the midwives, they didn't care about my father's side. They actually wanted to only know about my mum's side. And they said, because they found mm. stuff in the family female history can influence your birth. And I was like, really interesting. That was coming through the mainstream medical system. And when I started talking about my family history, she's like, holy shit, your mom has been through some crap in your family. And I was like, but I could feel this, um, you know, going into the wind. Because as well, like when you become pregnant, you know, what pisses me off about mainstream medical doctors, they go, oh, it's just your fucking hormones. I'm like, when you become pregnant, you are opening up on so many multidimensional fucking you are healing your not only your own shit, you're healing your family lineage shit. Like stuff from my family was coming up big time. And I found on the left side of my body, my feminine energy, she was so tight and in so much pain. And when I went into her, I said, what's this about, beloved one? 
And she's like, I'm just unworthy. I'm not good enough. I'm not safe. Mm -hmm. I'm not supported because I had been rejected and abandoned by a narcissistic partner who also represented my wounded masculine because your masculine energy is your safety, security and support. And if you don't feel like you're worthy, it's like that then kind of gets mirrored in your intimate relationships, you know, not being supported, not being provided for. But it was like a deep wounding of the feminine, my female lineage, where women had been failed by the masculine, you know, alcoholic partners that were unavailable, abusive, um, you know, war trauma, the whole lot. And it was just really interesting how that all came out on the left side. (laughs) It was really uncomfortable. Mm. (laughs) But when you shift it, you get better. As a, as a physical therapist, I've seen so much come through. It's like, you know, especially with some clients I've seen over the years, it's like, hang on, this is this is a repeated behaviour pattern in within the body being expressed. This is not just about your biomechanics. This is something deeper. And, and because I've worked on it myself, um, and, yeah, I've always had hip issues. One, my hips are always out of line. And, you know, you're going to the chiro and get massage to address it. I've done rehab. I've done physio. I've done everything you name it. I'm a personal trainer. I know my body. But it's when I've gone to a yoga retreat. And then I actually happened. It was in uh, Pigeon Pose, which is a real deep um, hip opener. Well, it's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Well, on retreat, I actually used to hate that position. I used to go, oh, my God, it hurts so much. My yoga teacher way back then said that's the one you need to do most that's the one that hurts the most that's the one you need to do the most and to sit with that discomfort god i love it i'm still friends on facebook with her i love her so my little my little guru there so years later on this on this retreat and um and on a retreat you always hold the poses longer um you've been doing it for a few days anyway and there's silence and there's meditation so you go into this real deep groove and uh, the room temperature was fine and all of a sudden I was in this pose on my left side. So my left leg was in front and that's left hip is I've always had issues, always, mm. always, always had issues on it. And all of a sudden I, I just burned up with this heat. I was like, all of a sudden I was so hot and I had this flash image of my dad and wow. I was like, like anger anyway. Cause I thought I can't hold this anymore. I'm going to explode or implode one of the two. Cause I literally, <laughs> I'm going to like tear apart. And then finally she said, okay. And I was like, sit with it, sit with it, sit with it. So I came back out of the pose and I thought, oh my God, like what is going to happen on the second side? And you know what? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. I could spend all day there. And I asked her and said, what was that about? And she went, ah, so that's masculine energy. You've got issues with your dad. Now I didn't tell her that I had a flash image of my dad. And it was like, well, that's no coincidence either. And then... Yeah, had to do work around that. And you know what? With the the more the of course I still get massage, but with the inner work, my hips are a lot more balanced. They do not get stuck and out of line anymore. And I still do the exact same training. It's you know, if not more than what I used to do. Um, it's the inner work that changes the body, which is why I've actually come away from massage. <laughs> because there's only so far you can get with the physical realm. Um Absolutely. But, um, can I share quickly my story with the womb healing? Because that's a really interesting, when you're talking about birthing as well and self-worth, yeah. when I was pregnant, um, I, I like went into my own cave. Like I was with a, a really, a, not a nice uh, relationship. I didn't know how to handle it. I literally, I, I thought I'd be this like really outgoing, strong person. I'd be running every day and all this kind of stuff. And I just <laughs> went inside. Um, but when I went into labor, oh my God, it all just poured out. It was like, I'm not good enough to be a mum. 
I'm not worthy. I can't do this. Like, I don't know where that came from. Um, and it was a long process. And then in the end, the contractions ended and I had to be induced. But um, what were um, years before I was in Bondi, I went to this shamanic womb healing circle. It was amazing. If women out there, if you get chance to do this, please do it because you can go there with a prejudgment and think, oh, this is a bit woo-woo and a bit crazy. And I, everybody has that. I don't think anyone goes in and goes, nah, this is all, this is all good. I know what this is about. <laughs> you, or everyone has those feelings of what the fuck am I doing here? Um, and when you break through that and you just go, you just go with it, then you become really um, powerful. So we went in there and this lady, she had like loads of sage burning. We had meditations at the beginning. And at the end of it, I was howling like a wolf. Like we just let rip in the room and it was the most amazing, incredible experience. And I got in touch with my spirit guide animal, which I've now got as a tattoo. Um, but yeah, we, we sat, there was this one time we were sitting in a circle, uh, one big circle. And I said, okay, what, go into your womb space and what do you feel? And everyone was negative and they went, oh, I feel pain. I feel trauma. I feel this. I feel sadness. And it came to me and I was sitting there with a big smile on my face and I said, <laughs> I feel ready because I really did. I felt juicy and open and loved because I really wanted a child. And I just said, I just feel ready. And honestly, some of the women gave me a dirty look, like, how dare you be so happy? <laughs> and, and that's like, a witch wound as well, I find, with women that, you know, yeah. that plays out where, you know, if one woman is abundant and successful, we have that witch wound from, I, I believe, in the in the cellular memory of when women were forced to turn on each other and dob each other in back in the day on the witch trials and stuff, you know, and that wound, I feel, still runs quite deeply where you see another woman being successful and that wounded feminine in you, that wounded masculine just wants to to be like fuck you, yes. <laughs> you know? and um yeah it's, it's interesting to see that and, and I love you pointed out a witch wound for me as well recently and I love that if we can again identify triggers identify those emotional scarring within us and go hey you know what that's just a witch wound and you're like hey what because as soon as we can <laughs> identify it we can work on clearing it and go ah oh, because I was projecting and I was, I was getting really annoyed with someone. I was going, oh, my God, what is going on with you? God, like, what is, what is going on with you? And it was like, no, what's going on with you, Amanda? Yeah, like, what's going on within me? Like, it's, it's whatever's coming up within you, it's, yeah, but we like to project. I do it too. It's like, yeah. everybody else but me. Yeah, it's like a reminder yeah. of, like, hang on. And you did, you said, hang on, this is a witch wound. And I was like, oh, yes, I get this now. And I could go and work on it. And we were able to then come back. Like we fell out big way with this, this other other um, woman. And it was like, oh, I'm really sorry because I think that was a witch wound. And that's because I've been let down in the past and I have been betrayed. And I, I all that stuff came back up. And I was like, oh, hell no, not this again. Uh-uh, I'm not going to take this from someone. And we were able to talk through it. And we've come out the other side and she was like, it's, it's okay. And she took her responsibility for her part. And it was, it was just so healing. Yeah. And you're like that, that's where our women need to support women all the time. Um, but yeah, but, sorry, go on, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to mention, it reminds me, I had the same thing a couple of years ago with a mentor. I'd invested in um, quite a significant amount of money into working with her and, you know, and obviously she's at a very, her vibration was at a very high level that I aspired to. And, um, and I remember after one, like she just, 
something in me was just so triggered <laughs> by her, mm. just the way she ran business, the way she showed up for things. And it really, like, because she's very much in a heavily feminine flow, like she's all about the present moment, going with her own flow and her own creativity. So, you know, it was almost like, um, whereas I came in and I'm, I, I have a very like, ma- like yourself, like a, a very masculine energy. Like I, I love to work. I like structure. I like, I have a bit of a control freak. <laughs> and then suddenly it was like, God had given me this perfect teacher of someone who was really in her feminine. And, um, and it just triggered the fuck out of me. And I remember mm-hmm. I pulled out, I remember just having like a bit of a rage and, um, and the same thing, like we fell out and then we came back and then we're able to openly talk about you know, my side of what I was going through. She was able to go through what she experienced. And there was this really beautiful healing took place, you know, and it's like, Mm. and then we both said the same thing. It was like this sister wound, this um, witch wound coming out because I think as well, a lot of us have all had past lives together, you know, as well, that kind of, I feel sometimes can come up. It's like, you know, when you meet someone, you're like, I know you, you know, I've met Mm. you before. (laughs) And I know I had that with you when I first met you years ago in Sydney. And it was like, and with the other women that used to come to my circles, I'm like, I know you, this feels really good. And we we sometimes have these wounds from our past lives that do also manifest, even between you and the other lady, you know, that was probably coming up as well was past life shit too, that needed to Mm. be addressed. It's it's deep. yeah. And um, I've completely gone blank what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you have to get going, don't you, sweet? Because I think you said you have to go. I do, I do. I, I was just going to say, um, on a, yeah, if we could see everybody as a teacher, how mm. much more empowering our lives would be, you know, and it goes back to, you know, Buddhist um, teachings, you know, it's, you know, people who are nasty to us and we say, thank you. Thank you for making me stronger. Thank you for showing me that. Thank you for showing me something that I need to do some more inner work on. Um, the bigger the art, the bigger the teacher. <laughs> yeah, and I do, I want to I wanna finish off with a prayer. I, I've called it a prayer or affirmation. I'm going to come to that in a second. I just wanted to wrap up the masculine and feminine energy with another one of my experiences. It feels like the... Um, Amanda, the Amanda show. Um, I'm not, <laughs> not being it. nice to this. It's just so interesting. You you talk, Ellen, and I go, oh, wow. And it makes me realize something else about myself. So Likewise. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Um, is I, I used to teach martial arts. And it really is martial, which is, you know, warfare, the art of warfare, the art of fighting for your death, to the death, basically. Um, and I loved it because it was the first time I could express my masculinity and I can go in, I can shout, I can punch, I can kick. And even better, I was at the, uh, I, I was scared shitless when I started, especially of children, but I was a teacher, I was a leader, like people did what I instructed to do. And I, I really loved it, it was an amazing journey. But by the end of three years, it was exhausting. And I wanted to learn more about the gentle side, Tai Chi, Qigong, the energetics, more yoga, you know, because it was too out of balance. And I wanted to learn the softer side and and to know that there is strength and um, validity in both masculine and, fe- and feminine all the time mm-hmm. because Tai Chi is actually incredibly powerful and it takes years to master just one move. And I said this to someone recently, we, we went to um, Burwood, which is very Asian orientated in Sydney. <laughs> and there were a group of Tai Chi, I was like, oh man, I just wanna run and join in, it looks so cool. 
Um, and I can't wait to get old so I can be that person in the park <laughs> doing Tai Chi. I'm like, that's, that's going to be me. Um, and I said, it looks so easy on the outside, but actually it, like I would stand for an hour just in what they call a choir squat. Wow. And it's getting your knee alignment over your ankles and your feet and your toes and your hips and your spine and your shoulders and resting it, not holding tension. And like, if you actually just stand still, there's so much to it and it's so hard to do and people used to make the make fun of me as an accountant and go so hang on at the weekends you pay someone to go and stand in a room and do nothing and I say yeah because otherwise I wouldn't do it and another really a rather really beautiful exercise is to walk slowly so you can call it mindful walking but I'm talking about so slow like literally somebody's just got you held up on the on the play screen on the pause screen and you are thinking about how you're transferring your body weight, you're striking the ground with the heel, and then you rotate the heel, and then it goes onto the arch of the foot, then the ball of the foot, then the toes, and you lift up. Like, it's so incredibly slow. And when you, we were doing up and down the room, and as soon as we finished, we're like, oh, can we do that again? <laughs> it's, it's really weird. Like, there is so much, it's addictive, like silent retreats. Some people are petrified of silence and you're like, oh, I love it. Like I got addicted to meditating at one time. I was like, all I want to do is sit in meditation. <laughs> I, I don't want to deal with anyone else's bullshit or do anything. I just want to be. Meditate. And <laughs> um, I don't do that That's, yeah. It's, and again, try and rebalance that. Um, so, yeah, to wrap things up. Now, Ellen, I, I want to put this to you, whether you want to read this out or not, because these are your words. Now, when we wanted to set up the name of this group, um, this came to you and you wrote down um, uh, like what came through to you. Now, I've written this down because I thought, you know what, this would be really lovely to either start with each week or finish each week. Um, do you want me to read it out? Have yeah, go for it. I haven't got it in front of me at the moment, so <laughs> yeah, you go for it. I'll try and do it justice, and there are a few little squiggles, so hopefully I won't mess up. And feel but free to you add know. your hearts to it. Like if you feel as you're reading it, like another voice wants to come through and add things to it, then, yeah, I think that would be lovely. And we can flow with affirmations as well each week, like see what comes through. But, yeah, go for it. Yeah, and if any listeners, if you guys want to just ping us some messages or chat in the boxes, we can bring up any any questions that you guys have. Um, the only thing I'd really add to this is, you know, sex, sex, sex. That's that's <laughs> what I'm a sexual being, and I'm, I just want sex all the time. And when we when we do get onto the topic of wombs and womb healing, I would love to address that because I did a recent post on, um, feeling okay, like you're horny when you're on your period sometimes, or yeah. just before, and it's not just a chemical thing, um, it's an energy thing. But yeah, anyway, um, okay. So this is what you wrote, and this was what was channeled to you, which is lovely is I am a healer and this I, I wanted to do this because this this can relate to every woman and man out there mm -hmm. so you wrote I am a healer a magical elixir of divine love here to play and create I am a lover a magical elixir of beauty and grace I am a joyful being and fun something and plenty damn I can't read my writing <laughs> <laughs> I knew it, I knew it. I squiggled it because my phone was dying. I'm so sorry. I'll do it right next time. I am here to play and create. I am a healer, a witch, a wise woman, a crone, a maiden, a queen, a wild woman rolled into one. I am divine, 
whole, perfect and complete just as I am. I play, I create, I connect, I love and adore all of who I am. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much, Ellen. I love that. Thank you. Thank God that came, you know, that, that was actually channeled through my bleed time. That's when I was in my red tent and I find that it just, um, you know, and I think as women, you know, just quickly wrapping that up as well, like we, we've been shamed around our bleed time and that's shaming the feminine, the goddess energy in all of us. And it's like when you start to heal your relationship, especially when you bleed, and even if you don't bleed anymore, even if you don't have a womb, like a, um, a physical womb anymore, like it might have been removed or something like that, you know, you still, you still have that cycle. You still have that crone time. And that's your time when you actually sit and the veil thins. And if you have any questions that you want answered, anything you want clarity on, that your bleed time is the time to ask. And I found that once I healed my relationship to my bleed time, I find now I love my bleed time and I literally feel like my whole physical body dissolves and I'm just pure energy. And I just feel really etherical, really light, really peaceful, really still and calm. And I literally can get answers to any questions that I might have around my life or my journey or where I'm going like really quickly. And when I was, when we were stuck about what do we, what do we call this fucking podcast? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I'm just going to go and ask. I'm in my red tent. Let me go ask. And it literally came through saying, which is tea party. <laughs> Mm. we were kind of like witches brew witches you know cupper and chat like and then it was like witches tea party and I just loved it I was like oh my god I really like that name and 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 I'd love I'd love to pick your brains more about the womb and that would be on another podcast because what I can't I can't have my son near me when I'm on my bleed time I'm like get away from me like he wants to he wants to sit on my lap he yeah. wants, I was like, oh, dude, it's like, give me space. Like, I, I actually tell him now, I say, remember, once a month, it's mummy has tummy ache, okay? Mummy's bleeding. And, and I actually show him because he, he yeah. can, he's always, always going to the toilet with me. And um, I'm like, look, see? And he goes, oh, yucky. And I go, no, it's not yucky, okay? Yeah. It's natural. There's nothing wrong with it. But give me some space. Yeah. <laughs> Get off me. Because your energy is very open and the veil is thin between the spiritual and the earthly realms. And it's literally like you're, you're quite sensitive. And it is, uh, my son's the same. Um, for those listeners who, I mean, both Amanda and I, both um, single mothers to two little, to two to a little boy <laughs> we're very blessed with and um yeah it is it's I'm the same like I literally I'm like I it, it's just like everyone leave me alone I don't want to be yeah. touched I just I want to be left alone and because that's your sacred time to connect with God yeah it's, like, it's like it's like oh I can I've got permission to just focus on me or oh, this is this is juicy and lovely and great because it's just all me and yeah. I found if I try and push myself that's when I get pain I get cramp when yeah. I surrender I don't and I won't I'll try not to take any painkillers anymore unless it's really bad or I've got I've really got to do something but yeah I'm just like oh just like you know open up my legs let it all just flow and it it, there's no pain anymore whereas I used to always push through and yeah it just seems so wrong looking back at it you go that's the worst thing I should be doing of course like your body's physically working overtime to like pump out and and rebuild your womb and you know like all this stuff's happening um wounded masculine you know this belief of i have to push through i have to work through i just have to ignore you know my body's truth and wisdom and there uh, there was a uh, i can't remember what what faith she was from but she was somewhere from india and the men do not let women cook when they bleed Mm. they they cook for them and i just thought 
Yes, please. <laughs> we should have that here. <laughs> um, because it's a sign of honouring. It's like, hey, let me do this for you. Let me do that for you. I don't know whether that originates from it or whether we're seen as dirty. I'm not sure. I'm not sure which way that goes. But I think that's a, a brilliant way to adopt it is, you know, we should be honoured for that time. We should be allowed to say, hey, we'll watch the kids. We'll do the cooking and cleaning. You go and just take time for you. You honour the goddess in you. See you on the other side. Have some exactly. chocolate. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's like I think just quickly like Lisa Lister in her book Code Red, she talks about that because her and her husband actually charted her moon cycle together so he could understand when he should not be in the house when she's in Wild Wood. And, yes. um, and yes. she was saying that he... Um, basically like when she's in her red tent time he will completely leave her alone for like three to four days and he'll leave food at her door for her like really sweet (laughs) i love that i love that yeah Yeah. and And it may seem like that's a bit weird but do you know do you know just very quickly because we're going into another podcast here it (laughs) it makes me sad when i have clients that are on they've been on birth control for years and they go "Oh, i don't have periods anymore and i just i just feel like you're missing out like what like where's your rhythm where's the flow where's your release where's your downtime where oh I yeah I feel so sad I'm like oh that's just not right that's not how mother nature intended our bodies to work like to have a artificial hormone inside of us all time I know it's difficult with um you know having more babies but Anyway, anyway, I digress. Um, so do, this is the work that we do, Ellen and I. And if you want to, to know more, um, I've actually finished my website now and I've got this. Yay. Yeah, I'm at officialconsulting.com. So you can find me a lot easier. And we've got ellenserena.com, which is super, super easy. Um, is there anything else you want to add? Oh, yeah, I was just going to say, we'll add all the information, like the books and the description and the links on how you can connect with us further in the description box with this podcast. So, um, yeah, that's all there as well. <laughs> yes, I can't wait till next week. So we're going to aim for the same time. We'll be picking out another topic from the hat. If there's anything you would like us to talk about um, or any questions, just drop us a line, drop us an email, get hold of us, um, and we'll see you next week. Yay! Cool. <laughs>